0: Welcome back to the Autism in Action podcast. My name is Tasha Rollins, your autism mom, advocate, licensed professional counselor, associate, and creator of the Peace by Peace Parenting Program that helps parents learn to advocate and navigate through the world of autism. Let's dig into what we have for you today. Welcome to episode number seven of the Autism in Action podcast. My name is Tasha Rollins, the creator and host of the Autism in Action podcast and the Autism in Action Facebook group. In today's episode, we have a special guest sharing all about the Project Hope Foundation and the lifespan of services they offer. Please share this episode with your friends and family so we can continue to connect families with the services and autism resources available for them. Hi everyone, my name is Tasha Rollins, the creator and host of Autism in Action podcast. And today we have got a very special episode and a very special guest, Miss Lisa Lane, the co-founder and executive director of the Project Hope Foundation, a nonprofit organization that provides a lifespan of autism services. Welcome Lisa to the show.
1: Thank you, I'm, I'm happy to be here.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. I know time is precious and we just really value all of your insight. Can you share with everyone listening in today about how you came to create this amazing community resource and a little bit about the history of project.
1: Hope? Sure. Well, as many services are in this autism world, this came out of moms who were desperate for services for their sons. So Susan Sachs and myself, met uh, years ago in 1996. Uh, Both of us had little boys who were not yet even diagnosed, but we were in that process, and we were desperately looking for services. My little boy was 17 months at the time, Susan's was four, and there was just nothing to be found. The the rate of autism was uh, much different than it is today. Of course, now one in 59, uh, then one in 2,500, and so relatively rare. We'd go to the library and try to find resources, the library because we didn 't have other ways to get it and it was a, a pretty dire situation and so uh, out of out of that need came our our search first for some services and we both started with ABA applied behavior analysis therapy homegrown programs we had to fly people in uh, mine was from California susan's from New York. we recruited local college kids and friends of friends and tried to to develop a therapy team, but we knew our little boys needed somewhere to practice those skills. So we wanted them to have the opportunity to be with other children, to imitate, to learn. And so we started our initial program, a preschool. We had three little classes, a total of 18 children. We had stuffed mailboxes and hired teachers starting. We got started in May. We opened our doors in September and some, uh, shared space with Advent United Methodist Church in Simpsonville who was gracious enough to let us start a program there. And as the years grew and the uh, the need for services continued to expand, Project Hope Foundation, our nonprofit, has continued to grow so that we as you said we serve across the the lifespan of autism services and um, we also touch to serve across the spectrum itself. So we have children who are working on basic communication skills and then we have folks who are you know college bound they're gonna they're gonna have a different track in life but everybody needs some support
0: absolutely so it's been quite a journey for you guys from the very beginning all the way up until now you guys created this in 1997
1: that's right that's
0: right definitely been a while um a little bit of information, if you don't mind, about what the Project HOPE stands for, the word HOPE.
1: Well, we, we came up with an acronym back then that sort of epitomized what we were feeling as moms who were just entering this journey of autism. So HOPE for us was help our potential emerge. We were, uh, we felt that HOPE was what we needed and what our boys needed and then what we wanted to share with other families who were joining us on this journey.
0: Absolutely beautiful. So the programs that you guys offer, there is a lot of them as this, you know, the the biggest thing is you guys completely go throughout the lifespan of autism throughout your programs. Share a little bit about what those have to offer.
1: Sure. Well, we use that same acronym, H O P E S, partly just to help us remember what was going on, but we use that as sort of our mantra for what we wanted these services to do. So, H, help families, O, open minds, P, promote inclusion, and E, expand potential. So, all of our programs are sort of centered around those four tenets that we want to to share with the autism community. So, as I said, we started with an education program, and uh, that started as a little preschool, and then we grew up, we added grades up each year, And so now it has turned into a a full-blown accredited school. We're accredited through SCISA, which is South Carolina Independent Schools Association. And we have different tiers so that we're trying to meet that broad spectrum of autism wherever the child is. So uh, we have one tier that is going to be working with those kids who are most significantly challenged and are really working on communication skills. Most of the folks in that population are using iPads, they're nonverbal, so we're working on iPads for communication, getting them out in the community, building that tolerance for being around other people, Mm -hmm. and realizing that for this group, uh, we're not going to measure success by high school diploma, there are many other more pertinent and very important measurements that we're going to use. So that program usually starts about the elementary school and it runs through high school through 21. Our middle tier is a combination of one-on-one ABA therapy and classroom experience. So those are kids who are to the point of really benefiting from learning in a group setting, but still need that additional support to make sure that we're maximizing growth. So that runs from preschool through high school. And then we have another tier that is an inclusion model. So that's a mainstream classroom. It's going to be modeled after a, a, a regular classroom and we're going to include neurotypical children in with our folks on the spectrum. So that program runs preschool through fifth grade because by the end of fifth grade we're able to push most of our folks who are in that in that setting out into local public and private schools. So we have in that program in our education program, we have about 75 kids that we're serving, in our one location, our brand new school location that we just opened in Landrum. And then we've got uh, about 15 that we're serving in our Woodruff location. We have, we have seven campuses. And then we also have a class in Spartanburg. And then we also support uh, uh, about 25 kids here in uh, Greenville and Spartanburg in local private and public schools who have, they've moved on, they just need a little support from us. And in our Greenwood location, we're partnering with Greenwood School District 50. So we're, we're sharing students. We're in their schools, they're sending students to us. So that's our education program. Uh, our therapy program is the Applied Behavior Analysis, ABA. And we've got 24 board certified behavior analysts. So we're, we're a large conglomerate of, of BCBAs, as they're called. We've got four BCABAs at so that associate level. And I I think I checked recently, we've got about 145 therapists, which are registered behavior technicians, RBTs. So that program's our largest right now. We're serving, I think we're up to about 225 children, Greenville, Spartanburg, the upstate area. We're also in Pendleton and in Greenwood. So providing that 35 to 40 hours a week of intensive one-on-one therapy. So we're, we're real proud of that program because we have worked hard to to, to be a nonprofit provider, which is challenging in, yeah. in with, the, with the reimbursement rates that are out there, and to, to really provide a quality level of service because we know how critical that is. We, we're really excited to, to check our data. We are a, obviously a data-driven um, program, and so we are able to to watch those trends go, we're able to make adjustments. So if, if people are not familiar with ABA, it, it really does help for us to be able to look at the, the data that's generated throughout the day in these various therapy sessions. Most of our folks have a team of therapists, so they're not just working with one person. Mm-hmm. And That data is reviewed monthly by the supervisor, the board certified behavior analyst. And then that team gets together with parents and we're it's sort of like a little mini IEP for those who know that. Every month so that we're really focused on what does this particular child need to help propel him or her forward as quickly as, as possible so that's our, our largest program our, our third kind of core component is adult services so um, Susan and my children are now adults so it's a they're a good beacon for us to know there's autism does not end obviously when you when you graduate from from a school setting. And so we, uh, we've been exploring some different options with adults. We've got a core group that is in a day program with us and taking a holistic approach. So we've got, we like acronyms, so I Hope Alive is the name of that program. So it's academics on a functional level, life skills, interests, our population needs to expand those interests, vocational opportunities, and our E is experiences because many parents, shy away from particular experiences because they know how difficult it's going to be. And so we, we try to push the envelope just a little bit and see if we can expand the horizons of, of these young adults. So that group, we have uh, about, I think it's about nine or 10 who are with us on a daily basis. Um, and our newest, our newest venture there, Tasha, is we've got a new uh, business. We're, we're doing a combination of sending people out into the community. so. Uh, that program is based in Woodruff, and so we've got people working at our local co- coffee shop, shout out to Humble Grounds and uh, Ace Hardware. Also shout out to Tom Robertson, who has hired, hired some of our folks. And then our internal business, because we want to provide a wide range of job opportunities, knowing that many of our, our community right now can't work an right. a eight hour day or a four hour day or even a two hour day. So we want to be able to, to have something in house that we can generate lots of opportunities. So, we've we've ventured into the t shirt printing business. So, we have a, a digital to garment t shirt printing uh, set up, which is phenomenal. We wanted something that we felt like eventually this crowd could do on their own. And they have, mm-hmm. we've been working on it over the past year, and they've really built up their independence. So, we've got people who are managing the online store. Uh, that's on our website, projecthopesc.org. And then we've got some who are sorting shirts by color, we've got some who are folding shirts, and then we've got some who are actually working the machines. So it's a it's like putting paper in a copy machine. It just copies onto that that garment. It's, so it's safe and uh, fun. We're excited to see how well they're doing. So we started with our, our in-house, we needed staff shirts. So they have done hundreds and hundreds of staff shirts for our, our folks of different colors and variations and we've done shirts for our events and then also for for a number of folks out in the community who have reached out to us so um, we did some for walford college and for Christchurch church um, school so we're, we're making our way into that market and then we also have some adults who are on the asperger's a high functioning end of the spectrum who are out in the community or working some for us and we're just providing a little bit of extra support for mm-hmm. them as they are doing well in the jobs, but just, just need somebody to talk through some of the social or, or business practices that might be uh, not clear. Yeah. So that, that program is growing. Um, as we search for more funding sources, that's a challenge. Yeah. And uh, you know, our next step with that will be looking at how do we provide housing options? For, for kids who are gonna need are gonna need additional support. Yeah. Eighty four percent know, of our autism population live as adults with their parents. And mm-hmm. unfortunately we as parents know that's not a that's not a long-term solution. Um, right. we're not always I gonna be able to do that.
0: Two that are 18 and 20 that live with me currently so I completely understand that. Right,
1: right. Mm-hmm. And so we we are looking at exploring some different models we certainly have some people who would li- be able to live in an apartment type setting and and function fairly independently we also mm-hmm. have some who are going to need significant support so the uh, funding streams for that are, are not clear right now so we're going to we're, we're we're in the beginning stage of of exploring what what we can do to best serve that group and then our fourth tier is community community engagement so that's our workshops and parent trainings and working with teachers and first responders and Anybody who wants to know a little bit more about autism and and the wide range that that includes.
0: And I think that is so vitally important, especially this day and age with the rates being what they are with 1 in 59. Tell us a little bit more about how that directly impacts our community.
1: Well, it impacts on all levels on oh, no, oh, no, a just a human level, we've got such a, a, a great number of, of people that we're not tapping into, how can they be part of the, of the, of the world? Even mm-hmm. if it's the small moments, even if it's in small ways, all of these folks have the ability to impact us. Financially, it's, it's, it's gonna be devastating as the, these numbers are going up, parents are not gonna be here to support their, uh, their adult children. And so the very conservative estimate is $2.4 million, million dollars to support one individual over a lifespan of services. And so we, the investment on the front end, every, every dollar invested in building skills is going to reduce the amount of support someone needs down the road. So even if someone needs a great deal of support in getting out in the community and communicating, we want them to be able to take care of their own personal needs. But right. We're not having to hire someone to, to do those most intimate tasks, so um, huge financial burden on on the community at large, and of course, as you well know, family members who are having to drop out of the workforce in order to become caregivers mm-hmm. um, of oh, yeah. their adult children, and right. so yeah. you know it 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 just impacts everything. So we we are we are constantly trying to help people businesses and the legislature and everybody who's in a decision-making role understand that this has a huge return on investment, financially as well as just human potential. Right, right.
0: All right, so that is so much information that you just shared about Project HOPE and all the amazing services that you guys are doing for the community. Um, now you guys are a nonprofit. How can people get in touch with you guys and learn about how they can contribute and donate to your
1: program? Well, I really appreciate that question because we as a nonprofit, we do need to raise significant funds to, to fill that gap between what we receive from Medicaid or other reimbursements or, uh, funding sources and what it costs us to provide the, the services at the level that we want to provide. So we have the, always the opportunity for people to give online, Project Hope SC, like South Carolina, Project And then we also have a number of opportunities for people to participate in fundraising events. We have two, and one is coming up in November. So we're excited about our upcoming Hope Relay, which is November 23rd on a Saturday, We'll pull from all over the upstate. And we always have a great contingency from Greenwood as well, but it's held at Hartness, which is sort of in the middle of it. It's very close to Highway 14, and it's in Greenville. Beautiful, beautiful outdoor venue. So we, we have a 5K that you can either run as a relay if you're one of those athletic types. So a four-person team, and each one will do that 5K one at a time. We also have a boot camp version of that. So a lot of our uh, gyms and physical fitness groups get together. So they run as a group and then they add exercise stations along the way. We also then have a, a 5K, a regular walk run. So you can do that as an individual. You can do that as a family or as a class, as a community group. And it's just a beautiful setting. You're going, some pavement, some through the woods. You're by water. It's a variety of, of elevations and a beautiful time of year to do it. So our, our starts are staggered depending on what you're doing and, and, the, and what kind of uh, pace you have. But everyone's starting somewhere between 8 and 9 o'clock. And everybody's out of there uh, well before noon. So you're, you, depending, again, on how fast you go, you'll, you'll be up and have the rest of your Saturday. And for, for the participants, but anybody else, can also set up a fundraising page on our website. And that's just that model of reaching out to your friends and family and contacts and, and putting up a little picture and, and paragraph about why you care about these local autism um, services. And we've, we've got a, a goal of, of getting 35 uh, fundraising teams, at least, we'd love to have 50 on our website so that we're just expanding the reach. Mm-hmm. and then in April we have a, a big gala that's the hope, Evening of Hope and uh, it is uh, we had I think 650 uh, guests last year so it's a, it's a big event. We have a silent auction and a live auction and we have some tremendously generous people who are willing to, to just everyone participates and we, we have a, a period of time where a moment of hope Extraordinary moment where we were just asking people to, to give what they are able to give. And, and that has been an event that has raised over a million dollars in the past few years um, at each one. So it's it's heartwarming, you know, as parents for us to see the community come around and, and and say, I care about your situation and about this population.
0: Absolutely. And not only that, but the impact that this is having you know the spreading of awareness and really honestly getting the community involved that's enormous that's huge and um, all of the testimonials that you guys have out on your website you know you've got an amazing uh, video of how autism actually affects someone and I would encourage anyone listening to go to the website and listen to that video and check it out because it really is heartwarming truly really heartwarming what you guys are doing
1: thank you well we, we appreciate that our families will share um, and we also just encourage people to follow us on social media because so many of our families are, are allowing us to share stories and, and uh, little moments, you know, of, of what, what their lives are like. So we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, Project Hope SC. Awesome. Well,
0: another link I saw was the hoperelay.org, and that, that can get them directly involved with the relay. And other than that, um, I think that pretty much – concludes our interview today. Do you have any other information that you'd like
1: to share? Well, just thank you for, for providing this venue to, to let the community know about us. And, and we, uh, we're proud of our seven campuses and very proud of the staff that work so hard and grateful to the families who are entrusting their, their children, their young adults to us.
0: Thank you again so much, Ms. Lane, for being here and sharing all of this information about Project Hope, which can be found at the www.projecthopesc.org. Thank you, Tasha. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today and checking out our latest episode here on the Autism in Action podcast. Don't forget to drop by our Facebook group, Autism in Action, to stay current on all things autism. Here you will find a link to download a free parent's guide to coping with autism and learn more about the launch of the Piece by Piece parenting program.